Hello, and welcome to the Vote Her podcast, because when you vote, great things can happen. I'm Mira Davis. I love media and pop culture and talking, and I am really excited for this runoff to be over. I am Terry Anulowitz, Georgia House Representative from HD42 in Cobb County, and I too am very ready for this runoff to be over, mostly because early voting traffic is kind of having me have to change my route because I live near a very popular early voting location and there's a lot of traffic there. Yeah, so as the time this is dropping, obviously early vote is over and I feel like living in Georgia, Terry, it's so exhausting because all we do is vote. Like literally like that's it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I voted for Raphael Warnock for the fifth time yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that is just so I, my early voting here at the Ponce Library in my district of or Fulton County, the lines have been absolutely insane, like two hours. So I ended up going downtown by the Capitol building, by your, you know, office Mm -hmm. and went to the Fulton County Government Center. And I was in and out in 30 minutes. It was like the kind of the best kept secret. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I heard one other person mention the Fulton County Government Center. I voted at the Smyrna Community Center. And I will say in Smyrna and in Cobb County, it's great. You have the, I think Fulton probably has something similar and most major counties probably do where you can log on, you can click this website and it tells you what the wait times are. And last night, because I keep hearing about the waits and I was like, I need to do this. I'm going to be traveling Tuesday morning and my kid has a doctor's appointment Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, I need to go ahead and vote now because I you never know what can happen. And so I yesterday I was like, I'm just going to see what the wait time is right now. I just need to knock this out. I've got a busy Friday. And it's at the wait time at Smyrna Community Center was 20 minutes. I was like, bam, put, you know, fed the dogs, mm-hmm. put on my coat, set the timer on my watch. When I walked out of my front door, uh, walked out of my front door, walked up to the community center, waited in the line, voted and was back Walked back, talked to my neighbor, got back to my front door in 35 minutes. Well, that's good. Yeah. That wasn't the experience so, that's, that that everybody had. No. It's going to be really interesting because no, no, they're saying that obviously there's so much, the people are, wow, the turnout's awesome, but is it really awesome because it's what something happening in one week that normally you had three weeks? Right. No, that's exactly right. And if we look at the runoff that we had two years ago, and I think if you look at the cumulative totals, I, I think it's 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 great to know how motivated people are to vote and to vote early, but it's also like there are a lot of people there because it's a much shorter period of early voting. And so, and and you know, the other thing we have we had going for us in Cobb with the lines are moving a little bit faster. As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we we're doing that pilot project with the Secretary of State. It's one of I think a handful of counties, and so we don't fill out any paper in Cobb. Everything is done through the poll pad, so it's a much faster sign-in process. Which which makes the lines move, but yeah, we we have you know we in Cobb we had Saturday v- voting and Sunday voting right after Thanksgiving, so a lot of kids who were home from college were able to go vote, and I know we saw in the numbers statewide so many like what some of the highest numbers were like people ages eighteen through twenty four, and that's because all these kids were home for Thanksgiving break. Okay, can we talk about right now how people try to fight the Saturday voting, the Georgia GOP? Ronna McDaniel, the head, the head of the GOP, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Carr, uh, Raffensperger, all of these lawsuits against, like, I, I, do you feel like, how do we really get awareness I, of, of putting egg on their face with this? Because this absolutely fascinated me on every level. Oh, I think it's fascinating because 
Don't they know that Republicans might also want to vote on the weekend? Don't they know that Republicans might also have their Republican kids home from college? And it's wild. And there was one person who kind of pointed this out, and that was uh, Brian Robinson. Right. And he said, he's like, Republicans, you're spending, and I'm paraphrasing, but the gist of what he said was, you guys are spending all this time trying to prevent people from voting on the weekend. Meanwhile, the Democrats are just going out there and telling people to vote and helping them vote on the weekend. And they are going and voting on the weekend. And do you know, like, why would you not want to level this playing field? Because it's these counties and it's these Republican boards of election and these Republican counties that are also not wanting to do the Sunday voting, which they were able to do. And it's like, why? It's the same thing with vote by mail. Like, are there not a lot of maybe elderly or housebound Republicans who you want to make it easier for them to vote? It's it's so bizarre. And they're so focused on fighting people being able to they vote instead of just telling every, people to go vote. Well, I think it's, I think it had less to do with the voting and more to do with, they just wanted to win every battle. And so I think that it just got so awkward. And I know a lot of people with their kids home from college did vote on that Saturday. And I'm so thankful that that judge did rule in that way because it has been tough. Anyway, let's get to the runoff. So, um, you know, obviously we only have, I'll be so excited at the end of Tuesday for the result. Yes. I, okay. So, I have to say, Warnock has been running the most incredible campaign. P.S., a few weeks ago, I said that Brian Kemp ran a great campaign. That is true. Warnock's campaign has been, as the kids say, fire. Yes. It's the social media, the ads, the celebrities. I don't know... How this guy has the energy that he has. It is unbelievable. Um, his his energy and the energy of his team. He has an incredible campaign team. They are blowing through the state. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And the thing is, they're accessible. Like if you have a, if I have a question, I can text them. They get back. They I'm getting emails every day with information about what that day's talking points are. Right, right, I mean, right, they right. are... They've got to be exhausted. They're probably running on like adrenaline and Red Bull at this point, but thank God they are because they are so dedicated and so energized. And you're really, I think at this point too, we're really starting to see some differences just in the momentums of the campaign. I feel like the momentum is building. It's, 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 and it's really quite interesting to watch. So we both wanted to play this. We both, our, our minds are very aligned with the different things that we've seen. I think this next ad, which you wanted me to pull. Oh, it's so good. Is a masterclass in campaign ads. And this is yeah. basically, to in case you haven't seen it, basically it is a bunch of people with headphones on. Like they're like in a focus group pretty right. much. And they're watching Herschel Walker and getting reactions to things. And uh, we'll play some of it. Okay, they're putting on their headphones now. You ever now. watch a stupid movie late at night hoping it's going to get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Because the other night, the other night I was watching this movie, I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night, but it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires are cool people. What the hell is he talking about? She's my favorite. Is he serious? Is he for real? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? What is he talking I never about? Knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore. I want to be a werewolf. Oh my gosh. He's talking about vampires and werewolves right now. Yeah, y'all serious about this, right? So I've been telling this little story about this bull out in the field. What? On earth. And three of them are pregnant. There's no substance. There's nothing. So you know you got something going on. It makes me want to laugh. 
and then it makes me think we're in trouble. But all he cared about is kept his nose against the fence, looking at three other cows that had been blown to him. Now all he had to do is eat grass. This video is ridiculous. That's 35 seconds of my life I'll never get back. Why would I want <laughs> someone like that leading the state of Georgia? Our good ass decided to float over to China, bad ass. Unbelievable. So when China gets our good air, their bad air gotta move. It's all the same air. Not only does it make no sense, I don't even understand what he thinks he's saying. <laughs> and now we gotta clean that bike up. I sit and watch these on Twitter and I'm like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Like literally, what is he talking about? He's completely unqualified for this really, really serious job. No one's watching this and being like, oh man, that guy's got it together. And sometimes like I read through the comments because I'm like, is anybody actually understanding, or are we just sitting here wasting time? It is embarrassing. Let's call it what it is. It is embarrassing. They just care about getting a yes man, somebody that had just punched the button. I think it's a risk to me and millions of Georgians to put this man in a position of power. Let's call it what it is. This is embarrassing as hell. At all. I mean, well, you know, I mean, pretty good, right? I mean, it is. We. People were like, how will you top Alvin the Beagle? <laughs> right. And the ad team's like, hold our cokes. Yeah, I, 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 it's just, it's, it's, and, and, you know, it's really sad that we are laughing at the things that he's saying because it's just not funny. I mean, no. this is, this is, um, uh, I, I saw JC Bradbury who is on Twitter and is, you know, yes, he's actually KSU been KSU professor. He's been on our podcast before. And I, I think he, he put it really smartly when he said anybody re really campaigning for Herschel Walker, you really have a stink on you because, it, you know, it's understandable you have to be along with Republicans, but this is just a bad person on a lot of levels. Yeah, many levels. And, and, and that's exactly, it's funny, my husband used the same thing, like, you know, because we were listening to a Republican and he's like, well, just go vote early and didn't say who to vote for. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's not, he doesn't want that stink on his shoe. Like yeah. people, a, a lot of the rank and file mainstream Republicans who were very ardent for Brian Kemp are just like, mm. and yeah, they're not going to put up, themselves out there. You brought this up on the podcast a couple of weeks ago when Kemp went out there to stump for, for Herschel Walker. No Marty and the girls. No, I heard Marty was there, but I don't think she was. I didn't see her on stage with them, and the girls were not there by all accounts. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, yeah, he does not. Brian Kemp does not have Marty on the girls. Marty and the girls out there stumping for Herschel Walker. What I did notice, as far as like him putting out a statement, he put out a statement for uh, David Ralston's wife, who's running. Yes, yes, for Sheree Ralston. Uh, okay. That's actually very exciting news. Okay, but. I noticed for Sheree Ralston, he put out a statement and it said, Marty and the girls are, give our whole, you know, full-throated endorsement. Isn't right. that interesting? It is. Sure it is. is. Sure is. Um, well, more on how uh, Warnock's campaign is just amazing. I mean, can I just say President Obama is on fire Oh my God. And you don't want to talk about momentum. Like in the same week, you have Dave Matthews and President Obama. Okay. Here's a little clip from that, which was, it actually pivots off nicely off what we just heard. If, if you had forgotten what I said the last time, it's okay because you just have to wait a minute. He reminds you every time he opens his mouth. 
I mean, every day. Every day he comes up with something. Every day. Since the last time I was here, <laughs> since the last time I was here, Mr. Walker has been talking about issues that are of great importance to the people of Georgia. Like whether it's better to be a vampire or a werewolf. This is a debate that I must confess I once had myself. <laughs> when I was seven. <laughs> then I grew up. In case you're wondering, by the way, Mr. Walker decided he wanted to be a werewolf. <laughs> Which is great. As far as I'm concerned, he can be anything he wants to be. Except for a United States senator. I mean. I mean, such a lead up. Such, I mean, <laughs> I love seeing Barack Obama in his full retirement glory just saying the things that he has always wanted to say. It's it's fantastic. And he's dead on. Like, I'm listening to, to you know, thinking about the werewolf and the vampire. I'm like, you and I both have teenage sons. They are way past the point of having that conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's it's so true. It's true. That's be like, age seven. That's yes. exactly right. And I just have to say, he's looking fine. <laughs> he looks good. And he's really tall. And the two of them together, uh, I'm just, I know I'm saying that Warnock is running a great campaign, but I did say Kemp ran a great campaign too. Because they're, they're, <laughs> Good campaigns. I mean, and and the voters. <laughs> I'm just see it. I, okay, uh, but like that, and I love everybody in the background yelling back at him. Oh which is no, so it's like great. call and response. I yes. mean, it, they, I mean they those when yes. those folks went to Pullman Yards to hear President Obama speak last last night, right? Yeah, they went to church. It was so good. And sh shout out to Fishmonger. Um, oh my gosh! So I guess they have a so they they have a location here off Ponce. And then they have a location at Pullman Yards and people were like, oh, what's Obama going to go eat at Fishmonger? And then they put up, they're like, no, he actually came he actually in did. and ate the grouper sandwich. Black salad. Salad. Black salad. salad. Which I was like, oh, that he's, he's, he's just so good. It's like, I just remember that interview <laughs> and when he said he had, for his evening snack, he had seven almonds and it was so precise. Oh my gosh. I, I don't eat an almond now without thinking about President Obama and his seven almonds. I wish I had that discipline. You know, I know. I know, it's so, so good. Anyway, so that's been good. So, and then I did have a little bit of, of Dave Matthews too. I didn't go to that, but I know people that went. I didn't okay. go, it was in my district. It's an HD 42. Wait, hang, hang on, here we go. Everybody, you know, to vote um, for Senator Warnock, unless, and, and tell them not to vote if they're not going <laughs> to. Just you know, Thank you very much. He looks good too, by the way. He does. They do. <laughs> so, and a couple of geographic notes. So, I mentioned that was that that the rock, the Coca Cola Roxy, is in my district, HD forty two in Cobb County, and that is the same location where Brian Kemp had his victory party on election night, and his campaign offices are there at the Battery in the Democratic stronghold of Cobb's, of that you know Cumberland area, um, and I think it's I think it's really beautiful that 
that event was had at that specific space. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad it was it was well received, and there was well a received. really really good turnout. And there you go. So that happened. Meanwhile, on the other side, um, you have these great. You know, I, I mean, it's really hard to not make comedy out of Herschel Walker because there's just it's 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 a it's endless and it's not funny. It's sad, but this one went around <laughs> over Thanksgiving. And I I just, it just, I swear, I mean, I may be less mature than my 17-year-old because this one was great. Well, first of all, this election is more than Herschel Walker. This election is about the people. And I said this. Well, <laughs> the, best, the best part is he's he's flanked by Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham. And Ted Cruz has his creepy little bobblehead just nodding, nodding along. Yes. With Herschel Walker talking about the erection oh, for the people. Oh, my gosh. So good. Oh, God. I, okay. So, so yeah. and that leads me to the next clip that we really want to talk about, uh, Lieutenant Governor, just for a couple of more words weeks. Yes. Uh, because the lieutenant governor that's going to replace him is a fake elector. Fake elector. Fake Bert elector Jones. Burt Jones. Fake elector. That's like, you know, how Sonny Hostin says in The View, the twice impeached um, criminal or forget what he said about <laughs> p- p- President yeah. Trump. Um, but here's Jeff Duncan talking about his experience voting, which mm, hey, I was one of those folks who got in line and spent about an hour waiting and, uh, you know, it was the most disappointing ballot I've ever stared at in my entire life uh, since I started voting. You know, I had two candidates that I just couldn't couldn't find anything that, that made sense for me to put my, my vote behind. And so I walked out of that, that ballot box uh, showing up to vote, but not voting for either one of them. Okay. Okay. So you spent all that time waiting in line. you like, you didn't know that. Like, it took you that hour to figure out you couldn't vote for either one. And then you went on national TV to discuss this. I, I, I don't get it. I, like, just don't go. What yeah. do you think the purpose of the? I mean, obviously, well, so he's trying to get a job on CNN. Well, and if you're a voter, and I totally get it, you want to have that perfect voting. You don't want to miss an election and you can go and not vote. And then you, you, know, you still, you did go vote, but I'm going to call BS. I'm going to say now that I do think that Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan is a person of integrity. Uh, but I'm calling BS on him saying this was the most disappointing ballot he ever has ever seen because I believe in my bones that the actual most disappointing ballot he has ever seen was when he went to vote on November 6th and saw his options for lieutenant governor because I know he wasn't voting for Charlie Bailey and I'm pretty sure he wasn't too keen on Burt Jones either, who he refused to endorse and who was part of, you know, being a fake elector, sending a legion of people threatening Jeff Duncan's life and that of his family. So no, I do not think that having to choose between Reverend Senator Raphael or Senator Reverend Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker was indeed the most disappointing ballot that Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan has ever seen. I said good day. I said good day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, calling BS on it. Yeah. And I, I just, meanwhile, 
uh, of course, he's like auditioning clearly for a contributor's role. But we all know from the current news that a lot of contributors are getting fired. <laughs> so yeah, so this may people, not be the know? best time to be trying to launch your, your, your so, commentator career. I, I, and, you know, listen, I, I think that I just don't get it. I don't get why you would say that. And I also there's such a false equivalency by saying they're both bad guys. Oh, my God. You don't like some what someone voted for, but like. That doesn't actually make you a bad person, right? I don't know. Maybe talking on national television about the time you held a gun to your wife's head might be an indication that you might be a bad person. Yeah, I so I don't I don't know. I feel like he's an empty suit. He's good looking. I've just talked about a lot of good looking you are. men. So <laughs> <laughs> Dave Matthews looks good. Obama looks good. Jeff Duncan looks pretty good. I mean, I'll give yeah. it to you. You could get it. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, me. I'm over here just like it. Just it. It always reminds me of. Uh, you're reminding me now of Jen when I would do stuff like that. You're an elected official, and this, you know, I I don't want to uh, be reductive to these men, but I'm just. No, I will say this. I dated Jeff Duncan in college. What? Not this Jeff Duncan though. No. But okay. <laughs> This is, so I went to Agnes Scott. It's no big secret. And it's also no big secret that a lot of students at Agnes Scott date guys from Georgia Tech. And in the 90s, when I was at Agnes Scott, the ratio of, you know, men to women at Georgia Tech was like six to one. So like, you know, we had a saying like, you know, and the odds are good, but the goods are odd. <laughs> which is, I never heard that. Uh, yes. Good. It's, no, it's a good. I've heard Don't be able to tech. They're like, oh yeah, that's, that's apt. Um, but I had my main college boyfriend was also at Georgia Tech at the same time. And his name was Jeff Duncan spelled with a J. And we knew we'd always heard it was like, yeah, there's some other Jeff Duncan running around campus. Who's that guy? Oh, wait, <laughs> he plays did, baseball. Oh, he went to Georgia there Tech some, too? Yeah, there was some, yeah, oh. there was some overlap. And so that was the, that was the whole thing. So I did date Jeff Duncan from Georgia Tech, okay. but not that Jeff Duncan. Whatever happened to him? Who, the guy I dated? Yeah. He lives in North Carolina and last I heard was opening a moonshine distillery. So I either like dodged a bullet or missed an opportunity. I don't know. Do you ever check up on him on social media? See how, see what's happening? Actually, no. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe your husband's listening. This is so, no. I've, I've checked up on, I, I'm on, and it's mostly like, oh, thank God I didn't, I didn't, thank God. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I, I I love my husband and he's fabulous. Like, I can't imagine who else I would be married to. Well, besides Chris same, but still, there's you know, you remember, you remembered your date with Jeff Duncan, your oh, old yeah. boyfriend, but who was not who was not that Jeff Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So um, now you know. Until we wait for the results of, until we wait for the results of what the runoffs are going to be. I mean, I'm so, I have to say, Terry, I'm very nervous as we're talking about this right now. I'm really nervous and I hope we can come on the next week and be like, oh my God, thank God, thank God, thank God. The enthusiasm seems to be really good for Warnock, but you know, anything could happen. I mean, anything could happen. Anything can happen. No, that's right. And it's so impossible to know the Georgia electorate and all electorates are fickle groups. And, you know, we know that we're breaking, you know, say, you know, day, you know, turnout by the day, but we don't know how difficult it is for people who are trying to vote by I me. Mean, like I know in Cobb County, for example, 2,500 people who had applied on time for their absentee ballots, those ballots weren't mailed out until after Thanksgiving. And most of them haven't received those ballots yet. I mean, it is, it is not 
you know, all the folks, you know, anybody who to this day, they're talking about SB202, oh, it made it easier to vote and harder to cheat. Well, number one, nobody was cheating in the first place. That's exactly There's that, no well, evidence of it. That's exactly right. And I mean, yeah, and number two, it is a lot harder to vote. Yeah. It is, it is demonstrably harder to vote. People do it because we have an electorate in Georgia that is focused and they are dedicated and they are going to make sure their voice is heard come hell or high water if they can. But there are a lot of people who aren't going to be able to because for very valid reasons, they do rely on voting by mail, for example. And that's a lot harder to do now than it used to be. Yeah. So, well, let's just see what happens. The other thing that people are talking about is, of course, everybody's already talking about 2024. Like we can't get oh my it out God. of our blood. So I happen to hear, you know, as you know, I listen regularly as you, do you, Politically Georgia with Greg Bluestein, yes. a friend of the show, and Patricia Murphy, your friend. Uh, we have not had her on. We'll eventually have her yes. on. But, um, you know, they were actually talking about, you know, 2024, who's running for governor, and they mentioned Jen Jordan's name a lot. Oh, yeah. That, that is a name that comes up quite often, as it should. So, um, you know, uh, she is coming back, by the way. She just wasn't ready this week. I don't want to say wasn't ready. She's got things to do, whatever. When her, She'll be back when it's her moment. Yeah, she's got a couple years of actual life to catch up on. <laughs> So, so, um, so they're talking about that, but for the Republican side, the name Kelly Leffler keeps coming up that she would consider running for governor. What do you think about that? Like, why are people trying to manifest that? I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> she is, I mean, well, I, 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 I wouldn't say that necessarily she is the most exciting and motivating person on the Republican bench. So I, um, as everyone knows, I love her Twitter feed and it's gotten really, it, I, I love it because it seriously is earth too. I mean, it really is. It's mm -hmm. like, it's like literally like she's like, like, remember the time when she was asked about the Access Hollywood tape, the Trump Access yeah. Hollywood tape, and she was like, oh, I don't know what that is, or I haven't seen yeah, it. But she didn't say it with as much enthusiasm <laughs> as you just reenacted that. <laughs> so I just, like, found this on her Twitter feed, and I wanted to play it because it's just, she's being asked about, you know, obviously Herschel Walker and Warnock and, you know, all of that, and it's really great. Hang on, here we go. Warnock has some kind of moral superiority over Herschel uh, is just not true. I'm you've you've seen exactly who Raphael Warnock is in his own words. He's called police officers gangsters and thugs. He said you can't serve God in the military. Uh, he was arrested for obstructing an inve investigation into child abuse. And he has allegedly tried to run over his wife's foot with his Tesla. So um, there's no moral superiority there. And I think Georgians are tired of the whole uh, holier than thou Reverend Senator Act. And I think what Georgians want is someone who respects their challenges, who says, well, why is Warnock <laughs> voting for more spending? He would have voted for six trillion dollars in Biden's Build Back Better that fortunately Joe Manchin stood against. Okay, uh, can, can you take Manchin's it anymore? No, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And I'm about to go public with something. And I try not to be mean and petty, but and most people won't even get this. But okay, so a long time ago, there was a TV show in the 80s called Small Wonder about Vicky the Robot. 
and she spoke like a robot because that was the whole thing. She was a girl and she was a kid and she was a robot and like nobody in the family, like they're trying to keep it a secret. She was a robot. Anyway, that's more than anybody wanted to know about the show. Small wonder, Google it youths. Um, and maybe sometimes once I called Kelly Loeffler tall wonder because she presents in that same, this, and, and presumably she has been media trained, right? Like, so this is like the Kelly Loeffler we're getting after all the media training and after she's been on TV a lot and has given speeches often. I, I, I'm just, I, I don't understand. And not even the content of what she's saying. Like, we don't even need to delve into it because, you know, it's Fox News rundown, right? Like, you're okay, aka preaching to the choir, like whatever. She's not going to, you know. But I don't understand how you can be so not like have been in the United States Senate and 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 have such a lack of energy. Well, I don't know. No, That's not, energy's not, not even the right word, but well, it's also again Earth too. So yes. okay, so let's say all of those things that she alleges are true. And they're all a Google search away right. from debunking. Okay. And maybe some of them have shreds of truth to them. It's all the way that you want right. to perceive it. it. Yeah, cur- exactly. But, okay, so let's say every single shred of that she said is true. But what, what she is shilling for is like, like 900 times worse. Oh, yeah. So it's- Oh, yeah. So it's, that's why I say it's just, it's Earth 2. And it's so funny how like she just- she, some people can get away with doubling down with these things. Right. But I do think the doubling down days are coming to an end as we learn from the midtown, midtown elections, the midterm elections. Yes. No, I think that that's right. I think that people have really had it and they're just like, wait a minute. I know what's really real and that's not what you're saying. And mm-hmm. she does lack charisma. I think she is a robot. I, I just, but I do, I, I think I remain fascinated, Terry, because- She's got so much money and she's going to stop at nothing to try to get it. So she is not going away. No, it's fascinating. And she has been very clearly willing and able to spend her money to remain relevant, at least relevant within the GOP. She's been trying to register within voters. Me, my Twitter feed and Anthony Michael Christ. <laughs> right. he, he, like, he, and you're yes. doing your part to yes. help her remain relevant. But she is, you know what it is? Authenticity. That's the word I was yeah. struggling to find a moment ago. And I really believe in my bones that voters can suss out authenticity for better or worse. Like I think Herschel Walker is being very authentic. He is showing us and telling us exactly who he is as a person. And for whatever reason, there is a cohort of folks who are like, run, Herschel, run. And, you know, that's, that is what it is, but it's, it's authenticity. And she, I really think her number one issue is she does not have authenticity. She came out of this, what I think was a very inauthentic process that Governor Kemp had with the, you know, the who wants to be a senator contest. Yeah. And that was weird. And frankly, I think an abdication of his role as governor. When, yeah. when you are a governor, there are a couple of things that you just get to do. And one of those things that you just get to do and is universally acknowledged as one of those things you just get to do is you get to appoint the senator. So like, do that, dude. Why are you going to abdicate that and have like a contest, which frankly, let people just lay it all out and kind of mortify themselves. Well, couldn't arguably, if we look back at all of this, 
that had he chosen better, let's say he chose Gary Black, the former mm-hmm. agriculture coach. Or, or, or Doug okay, Collins. Or Doug Collins. Let's say he chose that. We would be, the Republicans would have swept the entire thing. We would have never had that, right? Because people felt they, they, they would have just gone with I it. I think the odds are good that if it had not been Kelly Lusting about, yeah, I think the odds are good that had it not been that weird, weird process where you have the executive, you know, the, ex- the chief executive of the state be like, I am making my decision. This is my decision. And this is who it is. And instead it was this weird, like, who's it going to be? I know. It was so weird. It was so, so weird. So weird. But I mean, the idea of her, like, could okay, I, I'm just picturing Jen right now cringing. But could you imagine 2024 if it's Kelly versus Jen. Oh, do not manifest that, Mara. <laughs> that that's that's just like I, I mean, look, we had Tudor Dixon and Gretchen uh Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, that's true. running against each other and they sort of had a similar look and vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was just like uh, no, I'm not <laughs> there was not a similar vibe with no. Jen Jordan and Kelly Leffler. Yes. No, no, but no. could you imagine? I mean, because there's some people that say that like, oh, you know, it'd be very hard. It'd be very hard. You know, it's hard for women in politics. Anyway, oh, I wish I had pulled this clip. Oh, the Jacinda clip. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, the prime minister of New Zealand, she met with the prime minister Finland. of Finland. And there was some reporter saying, oh. Male reporter. Saying, oh, are you ladies having fun together? Yeah. And, are you meeting because you're about the same age? And the Finnish prime minister was like, no, we're meeting because we're prime ministers. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, I should have that ready. Anyway, you can look it up. All right, Terry, what else is going on with you? Oh, gosh. We know. We got the runoff. We, we are getting ready for the legislative session. I was actually at the Capitol today with uh, one of my neighbors is an educator, and they had a, we had a tour group down there of kids asking really great questions. Um, you give the tour. No, well, no, 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 no. We have amazing, amazing, um, amazing staffers and professional historians with the Georgia Archives, okay. and they they actually they give the tours. Um, and I was just, I would interject from time to time, be like, "Look, there's a two headed cow. Look, there are hardly any women on the walls of the Capitol." Although the tour guide did a really great job of explaining, um, and and sort of breaking down who the people are that the portraits on the walls and how president when president carter was governor he was like we're going to get some other people on these walls besides just white men um and we talked you know a lot about the context of the capital and the art but then we and i took him into the house chamber and we talked about um the you know just the legislative process and they asked you know just questions about the job and it's always a lot of fun to do one thing i noted today you know because we talked about uh you know how how a bill becomes a law and that whole schoolhouse rock process and how you know ultimately the you know, the Speaker of the House has to, you know, is the person who calls the bill to the floor. And that that's the, and I did note, and I want to note here on the Vote Her podcast, because I think it's important and it's noteworthy. So the Speaker of the House in Georgia right now is Jan Jones. Jan had been um, Speaker pro tem under Speaker Ralston. And when Speaker Ralston passed away, Jan Jones became the Speaker of the House. And she will remain Speaker of the House until January when you know the the new class for of 2023 legislators is sworn in and presumably and and we predict that then John Burns who was selected by the House Republican caucus to be their nominee for speaker will then be elected as speaker of the house and and Jan Jones will then resume her role as speaker pro tem 
but I think it's notable and I think it's it's worthy of mention and merits mention that we do have for the first time in Georgia history a woman as the speaker of the house. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. about time. Yeah, I yeah. noticed that when I went with Jen to the Capitol last year and she gave me a tour and I noticed the same thing when I looked at the pictures on the wall and I was like, there's a lot of dudes. I don't, a lot see, of dudes. I don't see many ladies around here. Um, but so it's that's why we have to elevate and um, be excited about what you're doing in there. And by the way, Terry brought me a Christmas ornament. First, she brought me a Hanukkah cocktail napkins. Thank you for that. And so a great, a Georgia State House ornament. I absolutely love this. I, so, is there a gift shop? No. So this <laughs> this is through. I'm going to share a link. It's the Friends <laughs> of the Georgia Archives. Okay. And it's FOGA f o g a h dot org f o g a h. We'll put a link in the show. We'll, we'll yes. put a link in the show notes. Do, um, and and you can buy your ornament, and you or you could go to the Capitol for the next week or two, and they're selling them at at the at the tour desk, which is right outside of the governor and the Secretary of State's office. But they have a commemorative ornament every year. This year, it is a cross section of the Capitol dome. If you've been to the fourth floor of the Capitol, you can see the actual cross section of the dome that the ornament was modeled on and it's beautiful it's gorgeous i so i and i will tweet a picture of my tree so we have you know like many households have a lot of a lot of christmas trees how many trees do you have one two <gasps> so in the dining room which is the front window that's where i have my tree you're hardcore i am and it's my tree and my tree has all of my commemorative georgia capital ornaments which i have purchased <laughs> from the archives and from ebay like a, the back catalog. And then I also have a, an extensive collection of White House commemorative ornaments uh-huh. and presidential commemorative ornaments. And so those are all on the tree. And that tree is a tall, skinny pencil tree. And it has, it's beribboned with um, purple, white, and gold ribbons because those were the colors of the women's suffrage movement in the United States. You are so extra. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. And then so we that's have, one yeah, tree. That's one tree. And then we have a big tree <laughs> in the living room, which is a tree with like all the family ornaments. And then- And that's a, the real tree. That's the real tree. And then there's a mini tree in my bedroom with- Tree like these, in the bedroom. Yes. Like it's like a, like a three foot with like these, these. we got these actually a great wedding gift. If you're looking for a wedding gift for someone, um, and actually I'm going to a wedding in December, it's called the Bride Street. It's like these German ornaments, glass you know ornaments, and they each symbolize things. Anyway, it's a traditional thing. And then we've got- <laughs> My son has a tree, a three-footer. Four trees. And my daughter has a three-footer. Five trees. And in the guest room, we have a three-footer. Six trees. Well, where I have a lot of my grand, my late grandmother's old ornaments. Okay. Six trees. I'm going to tell you the opposite <laughs> of my situation. Understand that I grew up, I'm Jewish. Right. So we never had a tree growing up. But when I married Mike, who's Catholic, we started having a tree. Now, I love the tree. I mean, the tree is a lot of fun. But at the same time... I didn't have ornaments because I didn't right. have a lifetime of collecting these ornaments. Now, now we've been married, you know, we've been married, we've been together like over 25 years, married 20. But so now we, we, we've definitely archived this stuff, but I'm the opposite. We have one tree and I can't stand the holiday shit all over the house. Like, it's just like, because Mike's family and Mike's mom, it's a running joke that she has like Christmas toilet paper. Like she goes hard. Like, it's just like, forget it. Like we haven't gotten our tree yet. Your tree has been up since when? Uh, just a few days ago. (laughs) Cause we were out of town for Thanksgiving. Well, I know here's my question for you. Real or fake? Real. Although I would actually love 
a fake tree because it's easy. No mass, no mass, no fuss, no muss. Uh, but I do like the smell of a real tree and we live near a church. So it's a charitable donation. So I do like that. But yeah, I don't want more than one tree. And then like my tree, like I'm going to be very embarrassed. I like, I feel like with your crafting and design prowess, like our tree looks like, you know, Charlie Brown. I mean, I, my, well, my mom, Bonnie Lippincott is very, like she makes bow. Like I have a lot of garlands in my house and bows and those were all made by, I made a couple, but mostly they were all made by Bonnie when she was up years ago because I was on my house, which is not, like it's not a big house, just a normal house. And it, but it was, I was asked to be on the Smyrna holiday tour. I was like, oh crap, I've got to like decorate every room in my house. My, oh, you loved it. And my, oh no, my you mom, loved it. my mom loved it. <laughs> my mom loved it. I had a baby and a toddler. My mom's like, we'll do this and this and this. So there are wreaths on my kids' doors and I just like pull the same stuff out every year. I change some things every once in a while, but there are some things like, okay, okay. <laughs> I did, I did needlepoint each of my children's Christmas stockings, but it took a long time. Like my, my daughter's was finished when she was five, but they're, they're really nice. I hand needlepointed them. So I have to tell you, this is so the opposite of me. This is all really foreign to me, which is why I ask questions. Like it's, it's like literally like this is such a fact finding interview for me because my tree is just or we're, it's just not like that. And that's okay. It's totally okay. It, um, yeah. Because uh, it's, it's authentic. It's who you are. Your six tree. trees, uh, one tree. Well, they're all fake. I mean, I, I don't have any, I actually don't think I have any live plants inside of my uh, house. Oh, I do have one menorah. And then I like forget to light the candles and I have to like ask my more Jewish friends like when it's, you know, like- <laughs> Which is well, like, well, yes, but yeah. I do do it, of well, course. I have, I have a cat. Here's a Catholic confession because we have an Advent wreath, um, but we were you know out of town the first Sunday of Advent, so I don't have the little book that they give that has all the Advent prayers. And because we didn't, I didn't put the Advent wreath out until like a couple of nights into Advent. So I and I had new candles because I I ordered the candles like four years worth of Advent candles at a time. Otherwise, right. I won't have any right. candles. Right. But I lit the first candle and let it burn for a while so that it would look like we had been doing our Advent <laughs> prayers at night so that, so that, you know, when we finally get to the end of Advent, like I'll have, you know, the little stair steps of candles. Oh my gosh. That's hardcore. Well, I will tell you um, uh, to my, uh, to our Jewish listeners, buy your Hanukkah candles now because they always sell out. Totally. And yeah, so I, I stock up on those. Uh, okay, let's give a shout out to, you Got a, texted me a screenshot of a letter yes. um, from CORE. Tell me about that. Yeah, so it's, it's an organization that, it's a, it's a cancer awareness organization and they have a wonderful CEO and, uh, you know, they sent a note to all the legislators and on and the note she she noted, she's like, I enjoy the podcast very much. I love that. That makes me, that makes me so excited. So thank you everybody for listening. Well, we're going to, we'll be on through Christmas. I Hopefully oh, yeah. Jen will be making an appearance. Uh, you know, we'll have a Christmas miracle <laughs> with Jen. <laughs> but we'll see. She can step in when she wants. Um, oh yeah but uh please uh you know uh all right we're wrapping up so thanks christina loringer uh we got to send her a christmas gift of course um and uh next time we talk to you hopefully we can say senator (sighs) i'll talk to you next time